Hey Warriors, welcome back to another brand new episode of Happy Hamstrings. That's right, I'm your host, Julie Brown, trying my best to be the hostess with the mostest, the yogi with the mostie. How is your day? It is Monday, September the 12th. The year is 2022. I'm just relaxing at home. Um, I had two classes this morning. I've got a meeting to attend for my job later. And then I'm teaching water aerobics tonight unless unless for some reason thunderstorms roll in. There are no thunderstorms in the weather predicted. Um, anyway, how are you? What are you doing right now? Are you being mindful? Are you eating well, living well, doing all the things you need to do to take care of yourself first? I sure hope so. Um, so I don't know where to start. <laughs> I guess I'll go ahead, since I've already given the rundown of my day. The last episode, I was talking about how very disappointed I was in basically myself for my Shaco Springs retreat not working out at all. It was just either the wrong place, the wrong date, the wrong time. I'm not marketing to the right audience. There's so many things that it could be. Anyway, I've taken a big step back from the worry part of it and I'm trying to look at things from a non-financial perspective because in the very first episode of this podcast I want to focus on the yoga instead of letting my focus fall over to the money and the reason I'm addressing that is I've watched many fitness facilities over the years just come and go it is a fickle business in this community in some places it's a little more strong uh, it all depends on your demographic, really, of where you're living as far as what happens. And I have a great bunch of students when I do have students. Um, so one of the things I talked about, like, last episode, I was like, oh, I stopped following all these, like, pages. I felt like I was painting too much of a false picture, maybe of what a yoga retreat should be or what I should do for my yoga business. Um, in other words, I was following so many yoga pages, I felt like there was a lot of projection, and I had built up this thing inside my head, like a fantasy of, oh, I'm going to have all these retreats, and all these things are going to happen, and um, I can't even keep the city gym yoga class going, because even though as much as they all love me, and even one of them commented on their post that my teachings had saved them from COVID, I haven't seen that student in years and years and years so it really doesn't matter when they come into my life what matters is what is the outcome of my teachings like it doesn't matter if they stick around I mean I want them to stick around in class um, and I'm always encouraging them to you know go to a strong teacher find more teachers get, get all the teachers like you don't have to just go to one um, I guess the thing is I stopped following like maybe I think I told I told you all in the last episode. I unfollowed maybe 2,000 yoga pages. Um, not like anything personally against them. But I felt like I was filtering too much into my feed. That wasn't inspiring. But rather building um, false hope. If that makes any sense. I still bookmark the tutorials. And I still love the, tutor the tutorial videos. Um just, I don't know, I made it 
I made it more complicated than I have to, to run a business. <laughs> and so, um, I want to keep teaching. I have all these ideas for a business, for this business that I have. So I'm kind of up in the air right now as to what direction I want to go. It's not going to, most likely not going to go brick and mortar. And if I keep it, I don't, like, I don't even, I'm associating my business with seven other businesses and I feel like I'm kind of all over the place. Um, yeah, my husband doesn't want me to give up the business. And, and I'm not saying I want to quit teaching, by the way. Business is just like another piece of paper and money and extra taxes, right? Um, because technically, like I'm paying taxes. With or without that business license, I'm going to pay taxes on all my income. It's just that the business makes it where you get the write-offs on your clothes, the gas, uh, basically the write-off of the loss, um, and all the expenses that go along with. And, yeah, I've just been over... The, what I'm trying to say, I'm getting right to it now. We're five minutes in. <laughs> I'm overthinking things. Um, what I really need to do is kind of look inwardly to myself rather than funneling ideas from social media or whatnot or expecting people to come because of social media what really works every time and this doesn't matter what you do I don't care if you're fixing cars if you're um, providing a housekeeping service what really works is the word of mouth if you do a good job people hear about it um, that's just all there is to it but it's really been <laughs> it's been a process for me because after class it's like hey you know what you should and I want to take feedback they'll be like you know what you should do this or you should do that or you should do this or you should do that and I'm kind of trying to filter in all these ideas um keeping as much of it um as a big part of what I've learned in other words still taking in ideas keeping what my teachers taught me and forming everything to what my students want. What they want. Um, I'm not even going to go into all the feedback I got. But I just finally somebody said. You know so and so had 30 people in here. And they pointed to the pool where we had. I think I had. I was happy to have six people. And then I caught myself going. So you think it's me? But, like, is it maybe because I'm on a Friday? Because I look around the parking lot, and it's not just my class. I mean, Fridays, people have already started their weekends. I don't know. Um, I felt a little hurt that I offered to give up my time on Wednesday mornings, and I didn't pick up the class I wanted. But yet they hired another teacher for Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, I shouldn't take it personally. It's just what that is. It's business. Um I was about to coach this morning and somebody came running in there and she's like, am I subbing for you today? And I was like, what? Huh? What are you talking about? It sounds like she's just as busy as I am. And maybe she forgot she subbed for me three weeks ago. That was like three weeks ago. I'm like, you did it. That happened already. <laughs> and I was like, do you really do you need to teach spinning today? Like, I understand it's, it's a hard business. <laughs> it's just really confused me. Um... This morning when I coached spinning, I ended up fitting, when I say fit to the bike, I mean adjusting the seat and checking knee angles with a tool that's called a goniometer. A goniometer is basically a joint angle gauge used by um, fitness people or sometimes physical therapists checking out range of motions and things. 
I use the goniometer to measure the knee angle when I set someone's spinning bike up, just as I was trained in my spinning training. Every single time that I learn, uh, every time I do fit a group of kids, I say kids, they're, a, they're young adults. I don't mean kids in a negative context. Please don't take it that way. Every time I fit these young adults to the bikes, I learn a new way that I could have verbalized my instructions more clearly. Um, like I'll, I'll always start with if phone is in hand, like if you're fitting someone to their bike, my first step is put your phone down. You don't need your phone for this. For this, you know, you'll need to take down the seat, uh, your your settings. But we're not going to take down the settings until we're done. Um, you know, we do something called a hip check, checking in the height of their hip, make sure the saddle is lined up, um, and then we do. Basically, the saddle goes two ways. You can adjust it up and down and forward and back. But I don't just set it in a random way. I have to set it very specific because a person's height doesn't always determine. It helps me to ask them what their height is as I'm checking. Because obviously a tall person, seat's going to go higher. <laughs> a, sh a shorter person, the seat's going to be closer to like A, B, or C. Um, anyway, <laughs> today I was telling someone, I said... Um, you know, I was explaining the way that the the little cage fits on your shoe. So on the pedal of a stationary bike in the spinning room, if you don't clip on with some clip-on shoes, like if you don't have shoes with the SPD clips, the other side, you flip the pedal over and it's got a little cage. You just slide in. When I say cage, I mean just a little strap. You slide your foot into that little strap cage and boom, you're uh, secure, but that's adjustable. So I'll show them how to use the little alligator clip, move that strap around. I tell them to make sure not to have their shoelaces out because you do not want shoelaces wrapping around the, the pedal. That's another big no-no. You do not want like floppy shoelaces. So I'll tell them to go ahead and tuck their shoelaces in because we don't want that to happen. Um, but today I learned a new one. I've never, I even told her, I've never had this happen before. After she put her foot into the cage, and she's at the top of the circle, and by circle, I mean, you know, the pedal circle, I said, bring your foot to the bottom, and she took her foot out of the cage and stuck her foot at the bottom, and I said, inside the pedal cage, like, I even was like, now that's, I should have said inside, now, from now on, moving forward from today, I promise you guys and gals, Every single time I fit someone to a bike, I'm going to be like, bring your foot, leave your foot inside this pedal cage and then bring your foot to the bottom. Like I'm going to assume from now on that they're going to take their foot out. I've never, in all of my years of teaching, I've never had anybody take out their foot. I mean, but they were, she was doing exactly what, to be fair, she was doing exactly what I asked her to do. Um, so I was like, put your foot back into the cage and then bring it to the bottom. And then I say to one of the other girls, I said, um, bring your foot down to the bottom like six o'clock. Do you know what six o'clock means? And she's like, no. And I'm like, do you know where the six is on a clock? She's like, yes. I'm like, well, there you go. Just, it was like, we all kind of had a little chuckle because she was like really sweet. I was like, okay, now, you know, six o'clock means the bottom where that is on the clock. <laughs> so we use that in spinning a lot, like the top of your cadence, that circle. 
the top is 12 o'clock, you know, and the bottom is six. <laughs> anyway, um, I spent the first 15 minutes of class. There was a lot of folks that rolled right in either right on time or five minutes late who did not know their bike setting, but that's okay. That's my job. I, um, I've gotten really kind of swift about setting folks to their bike. And I've also learned not to let it make me panic. <laughs> like, I used to be like, oh no, this is interfering with everybody else's class. But it doesn't have to be that way. In other words, it's not going to interfere with the class unless I let it, right? It's up to me. It's my choice. So I can still, I'll tell everybody like, if you're fit to your bike, if you're on your bike, go ahead and bring your RPM up to, and then I'll give them whatever numbers. Um... And then as I'm setting the next person to the bike, I might increase the cadence. Like, okay, now you're 80 to 90 RPM. Like, you know, increase it a little bit as I'm setting the next person so they're still feeling challenged. Um, and that works. That really worked out. I spent about, I, yeah, I guess it was close to 15 minutes fitting a bunch of people to their bike. And then I tell them, please, please put it in your phone. Know your settings. So next time you come to class, and I always tell them that the, the handlebar setting is optional. Um, I got some feedback from someone who was a more experienced rider that even though I would say, turn the gear to the right, turn the gear to the right, this is also at the very beginning of class, I always make a note for them to know, Hey, this gear is, it's also like an emergency brake. And then I'll say, add, add, turn it to the right. I guess that's not enough because I got some feedback from one of the experienced riders that someone didn't figure out the tension right away even though I said it at the beginning what it was like I'll say this is your you're in control here this is your tension this gear knob you you turn it to the right you know and I always say add 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 turn it to the right um but somebody didn't quite have much I guess on their load which I mean it's it's fine they figured it out um I think this person was trying to help them and they didn't hear them like they were trying to be like hey and they didn't hear them uh, I play the music pretty loud. I ended up pulling out the microphone. Sometimes I don't like to use the microphone. <laughs> In fact, now I'm sitting here thinking like, did I put the microphone battery back onto the charger? <laughs> I hope I did. Um, maybe I did. <laughs> oh my days. Anyway, um, had a great spin class actually. I'm getting a little better at trying to maintain everything in a fluent, like a very fluid, why did I say fluent? I want to be fluent in their language, which six o'clock, 12 o'clock doesn't really mean anything to them right now. When I'm working with my seniors, they know exactly what I say. When your feet face 12 o'clock on your mat, they know what that means. Um, so I got to be fluent in their language and I need to be fluid in what happens because you never know what's going to happen. I need to be really aware of like if they have water or if they're trying to and spinning, I don't want my clients to put their elbows and forearms down on the handlebar when they become tired. So I have to be very aware of that. Um, yeah, so just trying to con conform my teaching style into like something that makes people happy. Because <laughs> I want them to ultimately leave happy, feel good, uh, not too worn out, and not too much like, oh, that wasn't a challenge. And spinning, that's easy if they're in control of that gear, right? After spinning, I went and got some coffee, uh, protein coffee, 
Jacksonville Nutrition. <laughs> and then I taught um, yoga with the seniors. And I even called myself out after class. I said, you know, let me know. I know I go a little faster on the sun salutations, but I'm kind of making that conversion back and forth. I'm teaching at two places, and one's with college kids, and one is with seniors. So it's not, those classes are not really looking the same. I don't teach the exact same class for the college kids as I would for the seniors, vice versa. Um, that's pretty much the only thing I wanted to get to today, except for one more thing. I've saved this, um, and I can't, if I've repeat, if I'm repeating myself, honestly, I don't go back and listen to the other episodes, but I don't think I've talked about this. I thought about this a lot. Someone had, (laughs) this was pretty recently, another trainer who seemed, I had mentioned, pretty busy because people like guy trainers. Um, I've kind of ducked out. Like, everybody wants a guy, fine. And I just stopped. (laughs) I backed out. Anyway, um, after coaching a class, which I'm not going to say the brand name, was very frustrated because of the technology. Now, if you've already been following this uh, podcast, Happy Hamstrings, you already know what I'm about to say. The TVs that are attached to the workouts got a little bit of glitchy issues because it's maybe it's because it's going to a satellite and it's going to another country to get the workout from the dongle from the satellite from the other place from another country i don't know like i i wish i could tell you why that the tvs don't want to but the tvs the tvs don't want to work right they don't want to work properly and it's a huge part of this format because there'll be Sometimes things are interchanging, and it's not always the same exercise for the whole 45 minutes. And anyway, there was a lot of technology issues the other day. And this trainer, as busy as he stays, he felt like everything was like a complete disaster. Because he told me a few other things. It seemed like everything technology was going wrong. So I told him, like, don't worry so much about it. Like, it's not as big a deal as we think, as when it's happening. Just like me fitting people to their bikes, like a new spinning instructor that was fitting people for 15 minutes, they might have been freaking out, like, oh, no, no, I'm not teaching. But you are, you're teaching all the time. Uh, So I saw, like, later, fast forward later on into the day when this trainer was so, like, disenchanted with his morning. I ran into somebody, and I said, hey, did you go to that class? And I talking about his class and she said yeah I'm like how was it she's like I really enjoyed it and uh I made sure to let that person know the trainer and I'm like this is just a reminder that I ran into so-and-so she says she really enjoyed your class this is just your reminder that sometimes what seems like a disaster for us as a trainer it's not that big of a deal they're still enjoying their uh, experience like they're not letting it mess up their experience so why should we lose our cool you know what I mean that's like one of my biggest takeaways as a trainer it's not really about what you can or can't do I'm not really afraid to admit like hey I can't do this pose let me pull up a picture of this pose and tell you a little more about it because I know how to walk you through this pose however I lack the upper body strength to do this pose example um fallen angel or side crow, or um, like peacock, 
peacock pose, uh, there's a few things that I don't have the upper body strength, but I'm not afraid to admit it and walk you through it if you think you can do it. <laughs> so um, as a trainer, our job is really just to kind of be cool. And I mean, that's in personal training and group sessions. And I think that my personal way is to be super transparent, like super honest and transparent with them. Sometimes that goes over well. Other times, not so much. So, I guess I'm just a matter of taste. I think I'm either for you or I'm not. <laughs> uh, because the people that love me really love me. This weekend, I've already got three tickets sold for the Fall Alpaca Yoga. Guess what? This is the weekend. It's finally here. Um, never mind what I was saying about the Shaco Springs thing didn't happen. I've already got three tickets sold for Fall Alpaca Yoga. And you may be asking yourself, what is Fall Alpaca Yoga? This weekend, my business partners up with Blackberry Hill Alpacas Wedding and Events. We're going to use their wedding venue space to have a wonderful morning of some gentle yoga. Then we'll have a little social time. And then we will tour the alpaca farm. As the one woman who owns the farm, she's going to like guide us through She's going to tell us all about these beautiful creatures. They come from Peru. Uh, and after that, we can shop alpaca socks in the gift shop. Um, that's basically the summary. It's just like yoga, social time, alpaca tour. If you want to feed the alpacas, they're very gentle. And then um, shop the gift shop. And she's actually hired me to work her gift shop. October 15th. So I've actually got another, another job there. <laughs> another, another, another job. Like not the first job or second job or the third job, but my fourth job is going to be working the gift shop sometimes. Um, this next week, I'm going to bring back belly dancing. I'm not having it tomorrow because I have a meeting I have to attend. Um, so anyway, Next Tuesday, I'm bringing back belly dance. That's one of my independent classes. Hopefully that goes well. Um, that reminds me, I need to make the event for that. I put it on my website, but I haven't made the um, social media event. That's the other thing. Social media. Oh, man, what a hoot. Do you know how many times a day I just daydream about deleting all of my social media? <laughs> it's like, what I really need to do is just take off the links, like the... Uh, the shortcuts maybe so that the temptation is not there and I give myself a full on break. But honestly, when I go out and I spend time kayaking, I do take a few pictures, but that's really my disconnect. Like I take some time to just disconnect. Um, it makes me feel better to not be on social media. So my recipe for wellness could be backing away from social media. Maybe your recipe for wellness is more social media. I don't know. Like, whatever you need, take it. And I'm going to take what I need. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. I'll talk about trust exercises next time, maybe. Um, yeah, just whatever you're doing today, I want you to make sure that you are taking some time, like, for yourself. And I will do the same. May we be happy and healed and free. And may we always inspire happiness, healthiness, and peacefulness to others.
Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to listen to my humble podcast. Namaste.